I just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. Hope you had a great weekend. We're going to kick off Monday with uh, a topic that it's it's interesting, um, it's important, uh, and it's very confusing sometimes. <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, after you know uh, half a century on this earth, I still haven't figured it all out. So, uh, as I often do, uh, I'm bringing in the experts, uh, and today I've got Sarah. <laughs> Sarah Bowling. Now, if you don't know uh, who Sarah Bowling is, um, you should. Uh, just I've known her since college, so this has been a few years. Uh, but Marilyn Hickey uh, and Sarah, her daughter, Bowling now, um, have a wonderful ministry teaching, just teaching the Word of God, just teaching the Word and reaching out and loving people. And, you know, if you just can't go wrong. And so I always enjoy talking to Sarah. Sarah, great to have you back on Life Today Live. Hey, Randy. Super fun to hang out, right? <laughs> how's how's Colorado these days? I know it's got to be not as blisteringly hot as Texas. Well, you know, it is hot here. Like, it's going to be 93 today for oh, the no. high. Oh, no, 90. You hit the 90s. Oh, my gosh. Come down, right. to, come down to hundreds in Texas where we don't have the mountains to escape to. Anyway, enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> enough of my blatant jealousy. Um, all right. So let's let's jump into this. And by the way, chat is open. If you're out there watching live, I invite you to be a part of the conversation. You got questions? Let's throw them out there. Let's let's talk about it. So let's 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 just very foundationally start uh, with your sort of your definition of what is the Holy Spirit and what and why why the holy spirit yeah so i think that's a great question because i think there's a whole lot of um ignorance mm -hmm. <laughs> and a whole lot of bias uh and you can make the argument i'm biased myself or you can make the argument that i'm also ignorant <laughs> as I'll opposed to an expert <laughs> <laughs> but i think it's really important to talk about holy spirit because um if you're a follower of Christ, then we have the idea of Trinity. So we have Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, and Jesus speaks to that, and you see that at his baptism, right? The Father says, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased, and the Holy Spirit descends as a dove and rests on Jesus. So when you have Trinity right there in that beautiful picture at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. And so, and Jesus said, too, in John chapters 14 through 16, he basically gave a tutorial to his immediate disciples on who's Holy Spirit. And in that tutorial, he said to them, it's better for you that I go away so the Holy Spirit will come. And so I think that's you have to sit with that. You have to really acknowledge, okay, Holy Spirit, so to speak, is an upgrade to Jesus' physical presence on the earth. Hmm. It's better for you. And, and I don't know about you, Randy, but I'm like, woo, man, I'd love to sit down and have a chit chat with Jesus, right? right Over right. Baba Ganoush <laughs> or Tabuli. Right. But that's what Jesus said. And so I think it's important for us. Let's look at who Holy Spirit is and not just say Trinity is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Bible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. That, that's, that, that's, <laughs> I, I, I jokingly, sarcastically, but not really say that that was the, uh, 
the Baptist view that I grew up with, right? So, so and, and so, okay, the physical versus just the spirit. Okay, the, obviously the physical I, I could see, I could sit down with, have a meal yep. with, right? Yep. Listen to, hear with my ears. Which yep. you, I, I know we're we like we're like yeah, that'd be way better. But even the people that heard Jesus didn't get what he was talking about half the time. So, uh, you know, but limited, you know, to one person. Um, whereas the Holy Spirit, you know, not limited. Uh, and Jesus would have been outside of us. And the Bible tells us the Holy Spirit dwells inside of us. So I'm guessing that, that those would be sort of the obvious advantages. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's that's initially the struggle is how do you have a relationship with somebody who's invisible and audible and intangible, mm-hmm. you know, to exactly what you what you just said. Um, and I think, too, the the upgrades is exactly right. Holy Spirit is present always. Jesus said that about Holy Spirit, that he would be with you all the time. That's John 14, verse 16. That was integral in the very first description with Holy Spirit that Jesus was telling his disciples and the whole idea of Holy Spirit living inside of me. That's that is over the top. And if, if our listeners, viewers want to think about that, look into that, consider reading Romans eight, where Paul speaks extensively about Holy Spirit living in us. And so I think, I think those two pieces right there, that's pretty phenomenal. I mean, I can go all over the planet. I can be in any time zone. I can be upside down, you know, whatever I can, I can be. And it's not my physical condition. I might be, you know, I live in Colorado. So people toke up here. It's the mile high state, <laughs> right. right? So you could be high on weed. You can be, I don't know, you could be the most pristine, pious Christian on the planet. That whole spectrum that Holy Spirit is around us, available to us and can live in us. I think that's, massively worth some uh processing and evaluation and some like hey let's sign me up i i would like holy spirit to live in me for clarity you're not advocating token up on weed well no not today (laughs) (laughs) no Uh, i'm not i'm not i'm not okay you gotta be be careful people are gonna start thinking wait a minute um i know i don't i I don't advocate any mind-altering recreation at all i Freaks me out, actually. I don't like it. Okay. Um, Why, if there is one spirit, do you think, do we have such a vast view from people that genuinely love Jesus and people that genuinely study the Bible? So these aren't just random opinions. These are very sound-thinking people who want the same thing. They want to, as the Holy Spirit's supposed to do, lead us into, well, at least— Jesus told his disciples the Holy Spirit would lead them into all truth. I got to think that ports to us today still. Uh, why do we have so many, just a wide variety of ideas on what that looks like, how it manifests? You know what I mean? I mean, because we are not yeah. on the same page as a church. No, no, we're not. Um, and we haven't been over the course of history. You look at church history and the perspectives and uh, opinions and postures, positions about Holy Spirit over the course of time uh, have changed and grown and adapted, you know, and, and, and the diversity that happens today, I think we also have to think about, I think we don't appreciate our own bias, right? So mm-hmm. some of us 
and some of it's based on our personalities, right? So some of us are very left brain, analytical, logical, black and white, and, you know, cut and dry. Some of us are not. Some of us are a little bit more on the right side and we're a little more creative and a little more, you know, a little more gray and, and have a, just a different, some of that's personality, your outlook. Some of it as well is our training, our upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember going to Lutheran schools when I was in sixth grade. I didn't have any, <laughs> I didn't have any denominational background before that. And I remember thinking, you know, everybody speaks in tongues. And I remember as a rude awakening that first day, whoa, <laughs> people don't do that. Here. Yeah. <laughs> and they looked at me like I was the freak, you know, I was the mutant and I was like, oh my God, you know, so it's your upbringing, it's your training, it's your background. And until you, until you acknowledge that there's inside of me, I have my own opinions, my own ideas. And some of us have, so I have friends who consider themselves recovering charismatics <laughs> who went down the rabbit hole, if you will. And they're like, Ooh, I don't want to do that again. And so I just think we all have to look and take inventory of our own opinions, ideas, upbringing, bias, and, and at least acknowledge that's part of the whole play. That's part of the whole experience interaction. And I think we have to take those things in, bring those things into the light because without having those things on the table and being aware of that, then we just, we think other people are wrong and we're right. Or we're, you know, we get into hot water really quick. Yeah. Yeah. We do real quick. What do you mean by recovering charismatics? I'm just curious. <laughs> no, I mean, really, I, I think I know, but. Yeah. So, um, there are people that have gone, been in, so to speak, charismatic churches and have seen some, some incredible, amazing, fantastic things, wonderful things. But at the same time, Sometimes people can um, be manipulative with gifts and Holy Spirit and, you know, like directing people and prophesying and all that. Um, That could be very hurtful and destructive. My own kids have had those experiences where they've had well-meaning adults, you know, youth leaders, whatever, that, um, you know, totally missed the plot. And so... A lot of times people, when they have a negative experience, they'll throw everything out. You know, they'll say, oh, Holy Spirit, this is this for all of the the whack jobs on the planet. So they entirely based on a poor or a a bunch of bad experiences. And so I think we have to again, we have to look at our own background. And if we are like recovering, you know, like we came in through charismatic church background Mm -hmm. experience, whatever. And we didn't like it. Or for some people, it's been amazing. I mean, it's been completely life-giving. But I have a I have a lot of friends as well who are like, you know, I'm a little <laughs> a little sketchy on that whole thing. You say the charismatic word, and it's I'm not super excited about that <laughs> whole genre <laughs> or niche. I you know I've I've been tempted to to do that kind of on both sides. Uh, after we were politely asked to leave our Southern Baptist church uh, and then, you know, went to some a little crazier churches that were, were lacking in order. And then, of course, you and I both at, at Oral Roberts University it was interesting. I People think of ORU as kind of this charismatic thing, but, I mean, there was a wide range uh, of yep. people there. Um, yep. I, I went to First United Methodist, which I found out was where Oral went when he was there. Um, yeah. Too. I went there with Jamie Beskirk. Loved the dude. Did you went you went to Dr. Beskirk's I church? I did. That was my church. Did I know that? You know, I got married there. What? Yeah. 
No way. Yeah, no, I, I mean, no I, I, I lo- love that church. Anyway, it's so, you know, so, so we get these ideas. Uh, that's funny. Um, and, and so, and, and you're right, because we see something wrong. Here's what I've seen on the, on the negative side with, uh, when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Um, people, people try to like create him. Like they, they try to create the spirit when God has said it's a spirit that will never leave us. And, it, and it, we get into just strange things. Um, and even I, I think doctrinally, I, I think sometimes I just question things. I was in my, I was in a church that was not a charismatic church. Uh, we were singing a song. I mean, I'm on stage, <laughs> like background vocal guy, and we're singing a song. And, it, and it's one of these is like, oh, Holy Spirit, please come. We're waiting for you to kind of show up. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> what, what am I singing here? Because the Holy Spirit promised to never leave us. Right. Yet also there is, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I think there are times where there is an empowerment that comes because you're in a situation and you're like, man, I'm in way over my head, but then yeah. you know what to say or what to do. And you look back on it and go, okay, clearly God was with me for his yeah. glory in that moment, not mine, because yeah. I was clueless. How, how do you see that? I mean, does the Holy Spirit kind of come and go? I mean, the, the scripture talks about it, like the wind, you know? Right, um, right. I'm just, I, I just, I can't reconcile the never leaving with the coming and going. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, totally makes sense. And I'm on your page. We sing those songs and I'm like, you know, inviting Holy Spirit come. And I'm like, it's hard for me too, because I'm like, well, Jesus said Holy Spirit would be with us all the time. Never leave us. <laughs> right. So why are we inviting Holy Spirit who is already here? Right. Mm-hmm. So my, the way, I, the way I've kind of worked that in my head is if Holy Spirit is here, and like Randy, you and me talking right now, everybody's listening and watching. Holy Spirit's present. Like I'm sitting at my kitchen table, phones propped up on a little box here that we got out of storage. And Holy Spirit's in this place with me now. The real issue is my awareness. Hmm. Right? Hmm. Raise my awareness. And I think we have this idea that Holy Spirit's not present unless we feel, hear, smell, touch, have some kind of experience. Right. But I don't think that's accurate either. I mean, if Jesus said Holy Spirit's with you all the time, Jesus didn't say, well, when you feel, hear, smell, touch, itch, have some weird reaction, that's when you know Holy Spirit's there. That's not true. Jesus said point blank, Holy Spirit is with you all the time. Yeah. So, and I think that's true. For you, for me, with our husband, our wife, your your wife, my husband, they can be present in the room, and there's not like this ooey-gooey feeling, you know, all, all that stuff. They can just be present, and and I, there's not there's not maybe conversation or dialogue, but I know, I feel my husband is present mm-hmm. there in that moment at that time. And so I think, I think that we get, it's a, more the question, more the concern, to raise my awareness. I know you're with me. I know, Holy, Holy Spirit, that you're walking with me. You're living in me. So help me to be aware of you. And think of it this way. Back in the day, when we had a radio in our car, right? And we used to turn the knob to dial into that particular frequency, yeah. like 94.7 or whatever. And you dial. And, and before we had little digital things, we had like these knobs that turned that little red dial on, you know, mm-hmm. and, and when you got close to the signal, 
you could hear it better. And so that's, that's, I think, a really great analogy in terms of making me calibrate, teach me. Like, you remember those, like, metal Geiger counters, right? That would go and they would detect metal. So people would look for, like, you know, money or coins or whatever. And they'd have their little headphones on and they'd beep, 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 beep. So I think that's kind of what I want Holy Spirit to do for me is teach me. Yeah. Help me to tune, to, to dial me into your frequency. Teach me to be aware of you. Raise my sensitivity. Help me feel and recognize you because I know you're with me. So the issue isn't you issue is me recognizing <laughs> I, you know i love that i actually love that analogy because I, right now there there is music and there is news and there is talk all bouncing around my head and we call them radio waves and you know if you if you'd said this to somebody 200 years ago they would have thought you were completely out of your mind yep um but if i don't well if i don't have a radio i'm never going to hear them and, and that's why I think if you're not born again, I don't, I don't know that you're ever going to be able to tune in, you know. But then if I have a radio, one, i got to turn it on. Uh, and, and then I, I do have to dial in and, and get on the right frequency to hear the music. Um, I mean, maybe we should quit singing Holy Spirit Come and start singing I Get Out of the Way, <laughs> you know. Or just help me recognize you. Yeah. Yeah, if yeah. my ears are for hearing, if my eyes are for seeing, if my tongue is for tasting, then maybe my heart is for Holy Spirit. Oh, uh, I like that. I like I like I like that a lot. All right, we're talking to Sarah Bowling. This is her website, sarahbowling.org. Uh, yeah, that's right. When you can also see her at uh, with on the show at marylandandsarah.org. But um, you can check out all that she does. Um, I have a couple more tough questions and maybe controversial ones, but I, I do want to mention real quick, living genuine love. I want to hear, I want people to hear about what you do when you're not doing these fabulous interviews with me. <laughs> when I don't get to hang out with you. <laughs> um, totally good. So living genuine love is kind of, is my Bible teaching ministry. And I love the Bible. And the reason I, I feel very, very um, convicted and strong about and passionate about love is because Jesus said the people the way people know you follow me is by your love. And so it's not that I did everything right and I, you know, all my piety and it's by my love. So if I love well and I think we struggle to love well because fundamentally because we don't let God love us. Hmm. First John it says I love because he first loved me. So if I'm not loving well horizontally it's a good indication that I'm not letting God love me mm. in my own skin for who I am. Yeah. And so I think that's so very essential. And it relates very well to Holy Spirit because Romans 5, 5, it says, God pours the, the Father, love of the Father is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And so I think it's essential. And our world doesn't need, you know, more criticism, more hostility, more debates. I mean, those are all, there's place and peace for all that, but my torch to carry and run with is genuine love um and i think that's very essential i think yeah, that's the most addictive thing for all of humanity i don't think there's a human on the planet that would say oh please i don't want you to love me genuinely <laughs> you know that kind of leads into a little bit of our discussion in, in that you know, we can debate topics right and wrong 
even within the church, you know, does the Holy Spirit, do we have to speak in tongues? Do we not have to speak in tongues? You know, you can sure. go down all those things. And, and it, some people like my wife, it just wears them out. They're like, really? You know, but I, I enjoy those conversations. But at the end of the day, they do tend to come up short. Um, but the one thing that doesn't is love. Love never fails. So you're on, you're on really solid ground there. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is I think people are like, well, that's not loving. Well, genuine love, if you want to know what genuine love is, read 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 to 7. Mm -hmm. Love is, love is not. If you want to see what love looks like in, the, in skin, read the Gospels and look at Jesus. He was love. The, the person. Yep. See, and that's where I'm going with this, the Holy Spirit thing, because I, I my ditch, if you will, um, that I tend to get in is, is I need to understand. Uh, and you know, the Bible says, you know, believe, and then you'll start to understand some things. And, and so there's that, that faith element that's necessary to even get to the understanding. And here's, here's where I kind of land on this. Um, I, part of me needs to, okay, I don't want to say we don't want to understand <coughs> I'm saying that, that we need to recognize the limits of our own understanding. And instead of focusing on, I need to understand this aspect, you know, like the Holy Spirit, I think actually I need to try to get to know the Holy Spirit himself rather than to understand theoretically. Let's understand the person. Does that make sense? Yep, yep, yep. And I think if we can can think in terms of Holy Spirit being a person, mm. I think that would be a huge game changer for a lot of us. You know, I think for some of us who have charismatic upbringing, we think of Holy Spirit as an extension cord, you know, plug into the power, right? Get a little shake going. And yeah, yeah. And then some of us who don't have that upbringing, I was talking with a friend of mine yesterday. Um, her pastor was doing a is doing a sermon series on the fruits of the Spirit. And I said, well, you know, is he also going to do the gifts of the spirit? And she's like, no, 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 not at our church. We just do fruit. And so, you know, some people are like, well, the Holy Spirit's all about your character. And I think if we, if we just do, you know, like moral formation and, you know, proper behaviors, attitudes, I think if we don't look at Holy Spirit as a person, mm -hmm. then we miss, we miss an opportunity for a relationship and day to day walk. Yeah. Paul talked about it. Romans 8, walk in the spirit. In Galatians, walk in the spirit, you want you fulfill the lust of the flesh. I mean, if we think of Holy Spirit as a person, then we're off to the races and, and life becomes moves from black and white into technicolor, from two dimensions to four dimensions. I mean, suddenly something, I mean, everything lights up and gets very vibrant and, and full of life. Because Holy Spirit, you know, that's kind of cool too, Randy, because if you think about it, in Genesis chapter 2, it says God breathed into man and he became a living being. That word breath is the word spirit. Yeah. yeah. And it's in, in Hebrew, it's the word ruch. ruch. And, and the whole idea, look at Genesis, sorry, John 20, verse 22, when Jesus breathed on the disciples after his resurrection and said, mm. receive Holy Spirit. So I think there's a whole vibrancy. And Holy Spirit, Romans 8, 11. Holy Spirit makes us alive. If the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, mm -hmm. He will quicken your more. I mean, so there's a huge amount of life and vibrancy that that comes with having Holy Spirit in our lives. 
I think there's also a lot more grace um, because I, I know we're reading, we're doing James at our church and we're, he's got a challenge to read it every week for the, over the next six weeks. Um, and we're just, just did our week two yesterday. A, a phrase that I, I know I've read before, but that jumped out at me that I went, wow, oh, that's very cool. It was mercy triumphs over um judgment yeah and and that's not taking it out of context that's a good synopsis of, of james's argument and i thought okay you know we get into these discussions about theological points you know the role of the holy spirit the gifts of the holy spirit and lots of other things and it gets real judgmental real quick or if you don't have your doctrine you, you know right you're you're in trouble but well, I think it was Paul said, test the spirits, not test the doctrine. Something someone told me last week. And I thought, oh, that's that's good, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Because you're looking, for, and the way to test the spirits is to know the Holy Spirit. So you can recognize yeah. what's holy, what's not. And when we have a personal relationship with somebody, when Jesus walked the earth, which we think some of us, that, wow, that'd be, that'd be better, you know. When, when his disciples made mistakes, yeah, he might rebuke them, but he didn't cut them off. He didn't cast them into outer darkness. They were his. Yep. He kept teaching them. And if the Holy Spirit is there and it's a relationship more than a, than a theory or a theology, then there is room for us to grow and even make mistakes and be corrected. And that mercy triumphs over the judgment of us getting it wrong. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, totally does. And Jesus said that about Holy Spirit, that Holy Spirit would convict us. Yeah. Right? Not condemn. Right. Because I think religion does a whole lot of condemning. And condemning is a dead end. There's no hope. Hmm. You're you're sunk. You're dead in the water. And conviction is, okay, you, you messed up, but let's, here's some way, here's a way out. Here's some help. I'm going to, you know, let's make new mistakes, not the same ones. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. No, that's <laughs> Let's put that in practice that's the practice column and perfect is for heaven i mean i think holy spirit absolutely is teaches us and if we're students then we're continually learning continually growing yeah you know i like what you just said it's a way out because i get myself into situations i get myself into jams and i need a way out and if i know that the holy spirit will lead me in, in that way out which will involve things like changing my mind repentance uh, yep. changing my actions, changing my words, uh, and conforming to his spirit. Um, but that's a way out and that, boy, that's hope. That's a lot of hope. Yeah. And I think that's where mercy triumphs over judgment. Mm. Judgment is a dead end. I mean, you're, you're dead in quicksand and you're just sucked underneath everything. And mercy is, is like, Hey, here's a life jacket. I'm going to help you get, get out of this, this quicksand. I have a way out. I have life. I have hope. And there's, you know, you made a mistake. Okay. You screwed up on purpose. Okay. It's not the end of the world. We still can, the Holy Spirit can completely redeem and transform and bring hope out of, oof, you know, a train wreck. Yeah. I like how you're, you're demystifying this whole thing because we've got to get past the scariness and the weirdness. Um, although there, there is a level of mystery and like power beyond ourselves and, we just don't need to be afraid of it. We don't need to make it weird. I think people make it weird. It's already a little outside our normal physical confines, you know, beyond the yeah. natural. We don't have to go and make it weird, weird. Anyway, 
last, if you have a comment on that, feel free. Well, I, I agree with you, but at the same time, I think God is above and beyond humanity. Right. If it's, if, if it's not unexplainable, if it's explainable and rational and everything we can put in a tight, neat little explanation, definition and box, then what happened to infinite? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. some, at some point, our, we, our, our mind gets blown and that's <laughs> actually good. Yeah. That's a good thing. That is, that is a good thing. And yeah, that is a good thing. And stretch last, last question. Cause this one comes up all the time and, and, People want to know, do we get all of the Holy Spirit at salvation or do we get a little now enough to save us and a little more later when we do this certain thing? Or, or is it just a matter of us tuning ourselves out and tuning him in? You know what I'm saying? Is, is, there, a, is there a drip to the Holy Spirit? Yeah, yeah. Or do we get this incremental infusion, little pieces and like you come up to Colorado and you have you get one of those oxygen things, right? Because <laughs> people from Texas can't breathe up here. <laughs> hey, I don't need that yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand what you're saying. You know, I think that's a good question. And my participation in the question is not like, I would say I'm like the final ultimate expert. I think that's, that's thin ice. I, I would sure. rather be... Sure. exploring and growing um my opinion is and i think you know in terms of like biblical underpinnings i mean you can make some arguments you know based on chapters verses and that thing but i think this is and i've been thinking about this in the last couple months actually and i think it's i think it's becoming um whoa i think it's becoming are you there? Yep. Sorry about you're that. There. You're there. That's my bad. Sorry about that. Timer. I think it's becoming more aware and letting letting Holy Spirit be Holy Spirit more and more and more. I think we let Holy Spirit be who he is and in pieces and ways that are comfortable, familiar, okay, convenient for us. But I think if we if we increasingly say yes to Holy Spirit, I want you to wholly be yourself. I don't want, and when I say holy, I don't mean only H-O-L-Y. I mean W-H-O-L-L-Y. That, and you know, you think for your wife, Randy, you mean you knew her in college, you met her, but the longer you're around her, the more you know, more holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, holy know her. And I think over time, it's the same way with Holy Spirit. We get to, and I think as some of us, we are more comfortable with pieces and parts. But I think if I had to finish this question out, I would just invite the audience, our listeners and viewers to say, just give a little bit more wiggle room. <laughs> give Holy Spirit a little bit more bandwidth, a little bit more opportunity, a little bit more space, room to breathe in our lives yeah. to be himself more holy. And that gets back to a word that the older I get becomes more operative which is surrender. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Sarah, is there anything I missed that you want to add? I appreciate this has been a great conversation. I love these conversations and I think they're helpful. We've had some good participation online and, uh, I can nice. tell people that, you know, they, they want to talk, they want to think about it. And, you know, again, I, I don't have all the answers and I know Sarah's doesn't have all the answers either. That's why, right. That's why right. we need the Holy spirit. 
Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So anything you want to add before I let you go? Love hanging out with you. It's totally <laughs> fun. Always. I'm like, whoa, it's Randy. Yay. <laughs> So thank you. Thank you for the opportunity and privilege. Totally fun. Absolutely appreciate you. It's, all right. So check out sarahbowling.org, and you can see where you can see the TV program. She's got blogs. She's got all sorts of things out there, the, you know, the Living Genuine Love ministry side of what she's doing. She's just she's just fun, and she's real. And, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll get more of what you got today, uh, and it'll bless you. Come back. We have great interviews lined up. Some kind of interesting ones this week. I'm not sure where they're going to go, but I invite you to be a part of it and hang out. And we'll see you again the Holy next time. Spirit's not enthusiasm. Right here on Life Today Live. Some people get enthusiasm. They imagine it's the Holy Spirit. They want to live the way they want to live and have the Holy Spirit as a bit of uh, something extra. The Holy Spirit must be Lord.